Coming up on Locked On Dodgers, it's a mailbag episode because the Dodgers had another day off, two days off without the Dodgers. Luckily, they play today. In the meantime, we have questions from you guys about Shohei Otani, Gavin Lux, Walker Bueller, a uh, whole lot more. Uh, Dodgers facing the Braves in the postseason, maybe how they're going to get past them. All sorts of stuff to talk about based on your questions. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodgers fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go and subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. Then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. That guy next to me is Vince Samperio. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat with any off any order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And Vince, uh, Dodgers didn't play today on Monday as we're recording this, but uh Luckily, they're back. We had two days off. Felt like the All-Star break again. Um, and I am ready for the Dodgers not to have two days off again until the postseason when they really need it for rest. Uh, but we've survived this break. And, uh, yeah, I, I think neither of us is too much worse to wear for it. Yeah, uh, it was funny. Like, the amount of people that sent me that photo of Dodger Stadium and legitimately thought it was flooded and – I had a lot of questions for those people. Like, okay, do you not know what concrete, what asphalt looks like when it's wet? Do you not know that Dodger Stadium is not concave, so it's on the hill? So, you know, in theory, it wouldn't flood like that. And, you know, that the stadium is not covered by, like, it's not boxed. In, like, the water would get through all the gates and everything because they're, they're, there's gates. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you for the Dodgers for clearing that up for everybody also because, uh, yeah, people well, and even in that farm. picture, even in the picture that was going around, the tarp's not even on the field, like you can see the dirt. It like, like the field looks well, fine. I honestly it's, think they probably didn't put the tarp, yeah, yeah, because they don't uh, play there for a week, yeah. And so it's like, well, let's let the rain go down, but and the dirt looked fine, it wasn't puddly. It's just, hey, look, uh, I, I imagine it's the, probably the cleanest those seats at Dodger Stadium have been for a while, so I think overall, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, people would tell me, "Oh, like you guys need it for the drought." California has been out, been like basically out the drought since the start of the year, but more water. At least LA proper was pretty good. I know once you get outside of that, it got a little bit hectic, but uh, overall we survived. So it was tough yeah. with no Dodger baseball and just rain. Well, at least rain on Sunday, like you can't really do anything. Yeah, Southern California should never complain about getting some rain. Uh, yeah. Basically, we could always use it. So. Uh, we didn't get any questions about the rain or the quote-unquote flooded stadium, but we did get a lot of questions from our listeners. And so let's just jump right into this mailbag. There's no real news. Um, let's go. Let's start with uh, our our our, foul t- uh, our friend. I try to say friend and pal at the same time. And it came out as foul. Wow. Uh, Tatiana at Nerdy Dodger. Earlier this mo- this season, there was talk of Gavin Lux maybe coming back this season. Not sure. 
if you've talked about it yet, but with the lineup additions of Kike, et cetera, do they even attempt that or do they have him build back up slowly for next season? And maybe actually let's combine this with the first one uh, for our buddy Kevin at Blue Good 82. I hate having any holes in the lineup, but it's been a joy watching Rojas play defense this year. I'd love to see how, how Lux does at shortstop, but do you think the team lets Rojas start at shortstop next year with Lux at second? Yeah, so Lux, I would imagine it's similar to Walker Bueller where he's working to get himself back before the season ends. The Dodgers aren't necessarily really counting on that or they're not preventing him from going, you know, trying to get back for the season, but they're also realistic that it's probably not going to happen, uh, especially with Lux. I've seen him around the stadium a few times, and then he was in Arizona. Uh, he's not moving like somebody that's going to play in a month. He still has a little bit of a limp. He worked out one of the days and, and had it all iced up. So, yeah, even if he did come back or if was av- available to come back, I don't think they would do it at this moment anyways, just because, like, timing-wise – He's not somebody like Schwarber who came back that one year uh, after tearing his ACL because he's just literally there to hit. Lux, not necessarily just there to hit. And his game is built around his athleticism. If it's not fully there, you know, we you saw Acuna last year. He didn't have – he wasn't even fully back last year. Not till this year is he finally fully back. So, you know, it might be a while before we see Lux, which let me maybe leads into that question of it's going to depend on how Gavin Lux is, feels, and does – if Gavin Lux is 100%, no restrictions, no nothing, you know, I would imagine he's going to be the shortstop because Miguel Rojas wasn't signed to be the starting shortstop. He was just signed to be a guy that plays on the team in the shortstop role sometimes. Yeah, everybody knew the kind of defensive shortstop that Miguel Rojas was when the Dodgers traded for him, and yet Gavin Lux was slated to be the starting shortstop uh, even then. So nothing has really changed. And, uh, and Lux is a better athlete than Rojas and so has potential to be as good defensively as Rojas. We don't know if he'll live up to that potential, but I think they'll definitely give him a shot. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get into one. This one's in my DM from Esteban. He said, here's my question. How real are these statements regarding the Dodgers that no matter how good they're playing, there's still concern regarding October and their pitching that no matter what they will, that no matter what, they will not make it very far due to their current rotation. What are our thoughts? Uh, I, I don't know where those statements come from, but oh, they're from uh, Twitter, probably. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I I don't believe in no matter what statements. Um, I don't think anything is in, in, inevitable, and we've seen teams succeed with less than stellar teams, and we've seen teams fail with great teams. Unfortunately, as Dodger fans, we've seen that too often. Uh, there, there's nothing. It's easy to. I don't know. It's easy to think that everything's going to be like a movie or TV and, you know, where the underdog always wins or, you know, that uh, things come back to bite the the big winners, you know, the big bullies. But that's not how it works. Sometimes the best team does win and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, so, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything inevitable. I think we won't have any idea what's going to happen in October until October happens. And the starting rotation could be awesome or it could it could let them down. The offense should be awesome, but it should have been awesome last year too. And they had bad luck with the Rangers' scoring positions. So uh, the only way to really find out what's going to happen in October is to get to October and, and see. Uh, but overall, you know, we talked about this after the trade deadline. The Dodgers didn't do quite as much as we would have liked them to do on the pitching front for October. It would have been great to get a frontline starter. But the fact is the guys they have right now are pitching well. 
against major league teams. And it's going to be major league teams they face in the postseason. And, uh, you know, the, the offense will be facing major league pitchers. And so I, I feel relatively confident, as confident as I can, understanding that, you know, with uh, how, how many teams? Like 12 teams wow. make the po- postseason. So uh, even if the Dodgers are like the best of those teams, they have maybe, uh, you know, 13% chance of winning the World Series heading into the postseason. And, and so that means an 87% chance of us being sad in October. Uh, but I'm definitely not going to dwell on those 87% chances until they actually happen. Yeah, it's weird to speak in absolutes in general in baseball. I've talked about this before. Even weirder to speak in absolutes or when it comes to the postseason. Because if if it if it was back in the day when whoever won the AL and whoever won the NL, whoever had the most wins, they just played each other in the World Series, then yeah, it, it, you know, the, obviously in that realm, the Dodgers would have had uh, some you know different World Series appearances and maybe had a better chance of winning World Series. But it's not like that. The, we've seen the Dodgers lose two wildcard teams. We've seen wildcard. The Marlins have never won the division, but have two you know World Series titles that. There's no speaking in absolutes in the postseason. You never know what's going to happen. You know, Madison Bumgarner was a good pitcher and then, you know, one really good postseason. And now people, you know, miscon- think there's a misconception that he's in like Hall of Fame pitcher, which, which he's not. He's just a really good pitcher that had a very hot October and has pitched well decently in October beyond that. So you never know what's going to happen. We've seen, you know, guys become. We've, we've seen Eddie Rosario, you know, destroy the Dodgers. We've seen Daniel Murphy destroy the Dodgers. Those guys are no by no means anything good. And we've seen uh, pitchers have hot runs as well. So who knows what will happen. Yep. Lance Lynn could be this year's Madison Bumgarner. There you go. Uh, we've got more questions yours to answer. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Uh, bird dogs, they are, they've got khaki shorts, they've got pants and everything they have makes you look good. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Look, regular khaki shorts, they, they kind of suck. They're stiff, they're restricting. And what I do when I have to wear stiff, restricting khaki shorts is I complain about it and then I rip them. Uh, but bird dogs, instead of that, they just fixed it by inventing their own fabric. They invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. It's all anti-stink and sweat wicking. So it keeps you cool and dry and you don't smell bad. And did I mention they look really, really good? I've told you guys before, but I'll tell you again, my son loves his bird dog shorts because he, when I tell him, Hey, dress up nice. We're going somewhere. That's kind of nice. He could throw on polo polo shirt and his bird dog shorts. And he looks really good. And uh, that's pretty awesome. He's a junior in high school, and it's important to those boys to look good, and he loves wearing his bird dogs to school. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or enter promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB or promo code locked on MLB for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. We are back. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, you can catch every Dodger game. If you can't watch it on TV or in person, you can listen to the Dodgers radio broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just launch the app and search for Dodgers. You can also listen to this podcast on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers. 
You can also listen to us wherever you get podcasts or watch on YouTube. We appreciate those of you who are doing that every day, our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, it's a fun club to join, and it's really easy. All you got to do is watch or listen every day. Uh, we got a good voicemail this weekend from one of our everydayers, uh, taking us to task a little bit, Vince, uh, for the way we've been pronouncing Sandy Alcantara's last name. Uh, I know I've been, uh, I used to say Alcantara, and somebody corrected me and said the, the emphasis is on the con. And uh, I think I've been then running the last two syllables together, saying more Alcantara, and said it should be Alcantara. Uh, and I'm not good at rolling my R's, but at least getting all four syllables. It was important to one of our everyday, so it's important to me. And uh, I do try to get names right, so I appreciate being called out on that. And uh, yeah, all of you, call us out anytime you need to. If you're watching on YouTube, call us out in the YouTube comment section. But you better be right, because you know I'll mention it. If you call me out and you're wrong, I will tear you apart. Uh, but we'd love to hear your comments there. And if you're listening on the podcast, we'd love to hear your comments through social media or email or whatever. We'll give you all that contact info at the end. Uh, we should jump back into the mailbag, Vince. Let's get into it. Uh, let's go with Barraza at dbarraza9. Uh, what are our expectations of when Walker Bueller comes back? Uh, I, I assume he means, I don't know if it's a when do we think he'll come back or what do we think will happen when he comes back? We can address both. Uh, do you think the Dodgers will bring him out of the bullpen? Yeah, Dave Roberts said for any chance of him to start, he needs to be built up to four and sixty. It's August twenty-first. There's you know a month and some change left, about you know a little less than six weeks left in the season. A full spring training is about a month, you know, so he would be a little bit restricted in that to get to four to sixty. Even with if everything, or no, not even if if everything goes right, we will see Walker Bueller in maybe you know three to four weeks which even seems crazy to think about because, uh, it, you know, we haven't heard much. We'll, we'll see if we hear anything else this week about him and see what the plan is. I don't expect to see him back at this point. Um, there was a time where I thought we might see him back. I don't expect to see it. If we do, I think it'll be for him and they'll let him throw whatever innings he, you know, whatever innings he's built up for, they should have the division locked up. And if they're not chasing the Braves or if the Braves are too far ahead of them, then, uh, you know, those games, not that they won't matter, but they won't matter to a certain extent. So I think that's where we're at with Bueller at this point. Yeah, they can give him a chance. If he does get ready, come back, he can pitch. And, you know, if he can help the team in October, they're going to put him on the roster and pitch him in that role. Um, but it's not – they're not going to feel the need to put him in the rotation as, you know, because he's a starter. You know, if he's not ready to start in the postseason, he won't. But uh, you know, I, I don't think it's out of the question to think that he could help them out of the bullpen – uh, in October, but yeah, it really will depend on what we see the next few weeks because there's going to have to be a lot of movement there for him to even be considered for October. Yeah, especially if anybody else healthy comes back, that just lengthens, you know, the way it goes. Yeah. All right, Jeff, this question is uh, specifically for you from our, our buddy SoCal Librarian. She says, you need some Snide Dog optimism. How are the Dodgers going to get past the Mighty Braves and then win the World Series? She said, it's been a great season, but my heart is already preparing for October. Well, Yolanda, I'm the only one who calls her Yolanda. That's her real name. Her name's Yoli, but, you know, uh, you ever seen that? Old, I think it was a mad TV sketch or something. Like It's like a, uh, a telenovela, and it's just uh, people saying each other's names. Miguel, Yolanda. Anyway, that's what I think of whenever I, I talk to Yoli. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, thanks for the question. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dodgers are roughly as good a team as the Braves. Uh, they're different types of teams. Um, but, you know, the, the, the Dodgers, if they face them, 
know, there's a decent chance that one or both teams don't even make it to the NLCS, which is where they'd meet up. Remember last year, remember the, the series against the Mets last September or August or whatever, and everybody's talking about it being a, a playoff preview and blah, blah. And then the, the Padres took out both the Dodgers and the Mets. And so it was the Padres and the Phillies in the NLCS instead. Um, you know, but if the Dodgers do play the Braves in the NLCS, um, the, the Braves almost beat the Dodgers in 2020 when the Dodgers were the better team. The Braves did beat the Dodgers in 2021 when the Dodgers were the better team. And so, uh, you know, everything goes out the window in the postseason. And uh, the Braves are a solid team. They're good, but they can get hot or cold in October just like the Dodgers can. And so uh, don't start dreading October until it gets there. That's my only advice as a baseball fan. There will be plenty of time in October. In fact, don't even dread October when it gets there. There will be plenty of time to be sad if the Dodgers lose in October. But don't start being sad before then. Just just wait until it happens because sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's like 2020 or 1988 and they don't lose and they win it all. And if you wasted time being sad before then, uh, you're, you're just, it's like, I probably used this analogy before. It's like pulling a guy from a basketball game because he's in foul trouble. All you're doing is guaranteeing that he's missing the time. Just let the dude play. You know, if he fouls out, he fouls out. Deal with it then. Don't sit him on the bench. You're missing it, missing out on his points because you're worried he might foul out. And and you know, I know there's reasons to sit a guy when he's in foul trouble. I I, I get that. Uh, it's one of the reasons I don't like basketball. But yeah, you know, don't don't pull your guy because he's in foul trouble right now. Wait to be upset after the Dodgers lose because maybe they won't. Yeah, if you want to find the flaw for the Braves, it's the pitching. Um, since the All-Star break, they have a 4-4-3 ERA. They're middle of the pack in, in the major leagues. The offense is is really good. Uh, you know, the team overall is really good. Spencer Strider has a lot of strikeouts, but he also has an ERA, you know, hovering around four and hasn't been that great. And the Dodgers got to him earlier this year. So, you know, the Dodgers' offense, while they're behind in runs scored and home runs behind the Braves, they're not that far behind, and their offense is still pretty good. Yep, and offenses can slump. So, you know, if the Braves' pitching slumps and their offense slumps in October, hey, that's good news for the Dodgers. So, um, let's do this next one real quick uh, from SAAC523 on Twitter. What's the Dodgers' magic number? Have you calculated it, Vince? Because I have. I have not. I usually leave my anything math to you. <laughs> uh, after so the Dodgers didn't play on Monday, but the Giants did. The Giants lost. Uh, the Phillies thought about trying to mess it up. Did you watch any of that game? Giants were down 10 to 10 to two. And Dylan Covey, uh, former Dodger Dylan Covey, was pitching for the Phillies. And he gave up a hit and two walks, and then a hit batter, and then another walk. Uh, so left the game with bases loaded, two runs in, and no outs. Uh, luckily, uh, whoever they brought in after that close things down and the, the Phillies beat the giants. And so with that giants loss, the Dodgers magic number is down to 27. Now um, the magic number, if, if you're not familiar, it just means the, the number of wins for the Dodgers or losses for the giants or any combination of the two that will clinch the division for the Dodgers. And what that means is the Dodgers have 39 games left. So if the Dodgers go 27 and 12, which isn't out of the question. That's probably roughly what they've done over their last 39 games. In fact, it might be worse than they've done over their last 39 games. If they were to go 27 and 12, uh, they would win the division, even if the Giants didn't lose another game all year. Uh, that's the easy way to look at magic number. And uh, 
what that means is the Dodgers' fate is really, really within their own control. They also have uh, seven games left against the Giants. And so if the Dodgers could win five of those, uh, that knocks 10 off the magic number right there. And it knocks another one off the magic number because if the Dodgers go five and two, they will also win the season series against the Giants. And so uh, they that would actually bump it down by one more because they would win in the case of a tie. And so, yeah, Dodgers definitely control their own fate. And uh, I, mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't guarantee anything and I'm not a, a gambling man, but I would feel comfortable if I was forced to place a bet on something baseball related, it would be on the Dodgers winning the National League West this year. Yeah, probably want to win much money, but you'd win. Yeah, hey, that's that's the best kind of bets, you know, the safe ones. Uh, all right, we're going to come back. we got a few more questions to answer for you. So thanks for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning, and please keep it Locked On Dodgers. Hey, we're back. Thank you again for making us your first listen. I want to remind you again, we'd love to hear from you in the YouTube comment section or on social media or whatever. Um, I, I've appreciated, I've been, I've been talking to uh, some of the other hosts of some of the other Locked On podcasts and uh, their fans are a little bit angry. And it's one of the things I appreciate doing a Dodgers podcast is, yeah, there is some irrational anger even on the Dodgers side, but especially right now, Dodgers are playing so well that you know, we, we don't get a lot of anger comments, you know, uh, next time they lose, I'm sure everybody want Dave Roberts fired again, but, uh, uh, our, our buddy, uh, Ethan, who does locked on pirates, the pirates won 11 to one today. And he had somebody in his mentions complaining about how many runners they left on base. And, you know, so I appreciate that. We don't get too much of that. Uh, we like honest, you know, we, we, we like to call it how it is, but, uh, we love hearing from you guys. So thanks for being awesome fans, especially thanks to our everydayers. And remember, you can catch the Dodgers radio broadcast of every game on SiriusXM or the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. Uh, you want to read our next question, Vince? Yep. We got one from at Jesse underscore Ochodos. 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 What's your best five-man pitching rotation right now with our active roster? Well, I mean, the active roster right now, the yeah. Dodgers did The Dodgers did option Ryan Pepio back to AAA uh, on Monday. And so right now the Dodgers only have five starters or starter capable pitchers on their active roster. Uh, that's Clayton Kershaw, Julio, Lance Lynn, uh, Ryan Yarbrough and Bobby Miller. Uh, it, it, so in some order, it's those five guys. I, I was a little bit, maybe surprised isn't the word interested to see though, that they did send Pepio back to the minors. Uh, it wouldn't be his turn to start for another four or five days anyway. And, uh, but, you know, somebody's got to fill that spot left by Tony Gonsolin. And uh, I guess they could skip it this time. With these two days off, they could go with the four-man rotation one time through uh, if they wanted to. It doesn't seem likely, really, with where they're at in the season. If uh, he so was the 27th, man, did the, the options still apply? Like, he can just come back or the DLs? I, no, I think the option rule still – actually, I don't know that for sure. Um, since he was just up as the 27th man. So maybe they could call him back up when the time comes, in which case that's easy because then they just send Brian Hudson back to the minors and, and call Pepio up. Uh, yeah, I, I actually it, I I, I didn't remember that. Did. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but it also could be as easy as they know that you know Brian H Hudson's going to have a lat strain in four days, you know, uh, and so they can put somebody in the IL and then they can get around it. One way or another, though, I expect Pepio to fill that spot that Gonsolin vacated. They could go with Arbro, 
Um, but I, I do think that I really like, and I think the Dodgers really like Ryan Yarbrough in the role that he's been filling as a long reliever and a piggyback type starter. And so uh, I would expect that we're looking at in some order, Kershaw, Julio, Miller, Pepio, and, and uh, Lance Lynn. And honestly, all five of those guys, that that's potentially a really good rotation. And when we talk about, you know, going to a four man rotation for the postseason or even a three man rotation for the NLDS, if they wanted to, that leaves a couple guys with, you know, more of that long relief potential in the bullpen. Uh, there, there's potential to be a really good starting and relieving staff for the Dodgers in the postseason. Yep, I agree. Um, all right, uh, our buddy Kevin again at Blue Goon eighty two. Here's a potential good problem to have if the Dodgers send Shohei Otani. How does Kershaw's strict off day schedule work with Otani's preference for a six man rotation? I would imagine that at this point in his career, Clayton Kershaw, has, you know, has or if not, will back off of you know that, especially given the fact that he has been on the injured list every year for the last few years. So, you know, I guess the question more would be like, do the Dodgers go to a six man or chase? Like, is that something that is a stickling sticking point for Otani? Like if you want me to go every four to five days, depending on, you know, days off and everything else, I don't want that. So, you know, I won't sign with you type of deal. I don't know. I would imagine if that's one of, if that's like the only sticking point, once they get to a certain, then they can figure it out. But yeah, I mean, they're they're kind of doing this right now in a sense. Like with Yarbrough, he's right now he's the piggyback guy, but in theory, he would just be added on on an extra day. So I don't think there would be an issue with Kirsch. Like the Dodgers came and said, "Hey, Clayton Kershaw, Shohei Otani wants to go six man orientation or pitch." They could probably maneuver it the other way too, where he Otani pitches every you know six day, and everyone else maybe fills in once they get the days off, and maybe they call up somebody or have a bullpen game. You know, there there'd be different ways around it, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it would be an issue. Yeah, if the Dodgers signed Otani and Kershaw came back, I can't think of any team more perfectly set up to go with a six man rotation because you got Kershaw age and injury history would benefit from a six round rotation. Otani likes it. Walker Bueller coming off Tommy John surgery would definitely benefit from a six man rotation. Bobby Miller coming off the most innings he's pitched in the full season would benefit from a six man rotation. Tony Gonsolin coming off an arm injury, whatever it is would benefit from that. Everybody involved, Emmett Sheehan or whoever, you know, they, they have everybody they would have in this hypothetical situation would benefit from a six man rotation. Yeah, that part two. All right. Do we have anything else? I'm trying. To, I'm looking that through. That it. might be all of our questions. So, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, a good batch of questions and, you know, nothing that we dreaded answering. So, uh, and we got to do some math. That was fun. So, you know, everything about this was a good episode. So, thank you all for your questions. Do you have anything else, Vince, before we wrap this up? Dodgers face no cinder guard tonight. So, I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. Yeah, this will be Syndergaard's, I think, fourth start with Cleveland. Uh, he's had mixed results. He's been okay. He's been better with them, I think, than he was with the Dodgers. They've mixed up his pitch repertoire a little bit, haven't thrown a slider more often. Um, so, yeah, I I expect the Dodgers to put a beating on him, but, you know, uh, we'll see. I'm sure he'll be extra motivated, especially with some of his comments. We never did get to that question. Uh, all right, a last mailbag. Uh, I think it was from Kevin. 
about Syndergaard's comments about basically using air quotes when talking about his blister injury. Um, but you know what? It could have uh, put him on the aisle with a sprained command tool or something or whatever it was with, with a, with a broken fastball. Um, yeah. But I think Syndergaard will probably be a little bit extra motivated just because of how his time in LA ended. Uh, but you know, motivation usually is not as strong a factor as good baseball playing ability. And uh, he may have one, but I don't know that he has the other anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. That'll do it for us for today. Thank you all for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. Remember, you can catch every Dodgers game, the Dodgers radio broadcast on SiriusXM or the SXM app. Just launch the app and search for Dodgers. You can listen to us wherever you get podcasts. You can watch us on YouTube. Just search for Locked On Dodgers in both of those places. You can follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at VinceSense91. I'm on Twitter at Snydog. DMs are open for both of us. Probably better DM us directly than the the uh, the show account, uh, but we will definitely get back to you there if you want to chit chat Dodgers in our DMs. You can also email us lockedondodgers at gmail.com or you can send us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK-5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.